Thank you for joining the Homeschool Help Desk Live. My name is Tam and I'm here to help you. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And now let's get into the show. That if you ever say you don't get it or you're not sure in a place where people are very critical of homeschooling, the vultures are just like so ready to to pounce and pick over your bones and tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't even attempt this. Put your kids in school, you know, like you, it's for a lot of us who are, you know, especially when you're brand new, every little critical comment is, I don't, I don't want to get graphic, but it hurts. Every critical comment hurts when you're, when you're new and you're, you haven't quite found your footing yet. You're not quite yet ready to tell people where to go because you're not sure <laughs> yourself of what you're doing. Um, and so that's really where this started from was, you know, me going live um, to talk to people who were at various stages of the homeschool experience. Like we've had people come into the lives who um, are done, like their kids are grown. We've had people who are, you know, they still got babies at home, but they're thinking about it and everybody in between. And um, so that's what I want. That's my plan is to, you know, continue to do this, continue to be that space. Obviously, no one's going to be able to come every single day, but that's why I do record them. So it is available on, a, on you know, the podcast if you are ever, um, you know, like this time doesn't work for everybody. I get that. So it is recorded. If you're new to me, my name is Tam. I have three kids that I've been homeschooling for nine years. And this is just what we do. It's just, a, um, you know, grab your grab your beverage of choice. Mine today is coffee. Oh my gosh. And it's so delicious. It's by this brand called, I think they're called Paramount Press. I don't know. I got it at TJ Maxx and it's brown sugar bourbon coffee with um, sweet Italian cream creamer. I think it's an off-brand version. <laughs> Good morning, guys. Good morning. You said you got a lot of negativity for a Facebook post you made on how school is not for socialization. Oh, I've been seeing that. Not on Facebook, but um, someone else on here made a video about socialization. I think it's Brown Kids Homeschool is her name, I think. And she got a lot of negativity about that too. You know, that socialization question is always going to be, I think, some people's trigger. Um, those at homeschool and um, that don't. It's always going to be the thing because it's it's like the one thing that people who don't like the idea of homeschooling can throw at homeschoolers to say, well, homeschooling is really not so great because your kid isn't around other kids all day and they should be. And then the homeschooler responds and says, actually, <laughs> you know, and then insert long list of reasons why it's not the only place a child's you know, can or should socialize. And it just becomes this back and forth of like, well, it's still, you know, and then the homeschoolers like, yeah, but we're fine. And no, you're not, they're missing out. And it's, you know, boo. <laughs> uh, oh, you shared her TikTok. Okay. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Then I saw that same one. Oh, April, you're so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> April says, if you're new here, you'll absolutely love Tam. She is such a, she is so much help and brings you a lot of peace. Thank you so much. Oops, where'd they go? So that's the Betts crew you're saying. We're in our second year. 
Will this guilt of maybe not doing enough ever go away? Okay. Yes, it will go away because once you start having a lot of those light bulb moments in succession for your kids, you'll, you will know and you will feel it very deeply like this was the right decision for us. Um, however, keep in mind, if, you know, if you're a mom, mom guilt is a, is a ever persistent thing. Like you will always say, I could have done that better or I should have done that differently. However, in the sense of homeschooling, once you are starting to see your kids really acclimate and find their voice and find their interest. And for me, it took about three years. So you said during your second year, I think that's fine because the first year is all kinds of scrambled eggs. Like it's just, you are just like, we survived for the most part. Most of us are like, we just, we survived. Um, the second year you're like, okay, I've, I'm going to learn from my mistakes and we're not going to do that, but you're, you know, still mistakes will be made. It's still pretty new. And by the third and on, you're like, all right, <laughs> this is what we're going to do. This is what we're not going to do. But at the same time, your kids are very adaptable. I find that for me, I found when I started including my kids more in the decision-making process, things got better. It felt like almost instantly because it wasn't all on me all the time. When I was doing things that they liked and they helped to choose, they were more motivated to do it. So we weren't having the same, having the, okay, guys, it's time for school. Just do it because I say so, you know, all those types of conversations. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I think the sooner you kind of loosen the grip and not hold yourself to a public school or private school or charter school or boarding school standard, which was the case for me, um, it starts to feel more like you and less like something else. Because anytime you're comparing yourself to something else, you'll always find a reason that you're falling short. But if you're just comparing yourself to yourself saying like, okay, are we better than we were last week, last month, last year, then you can confidently say yes, a lot more. Whereas if you're comparing yourself to something you see on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, whatever social media, you'll always feel like you're not doing as much as that person or as much as that family. So um, I will say, yes, the guilt does go away, but it comes with, you know, having that moment of release where you're like, I'm done comparing. We're just going to do us. You said, um, oh, Sam, you said your son said you need to do school from 8 to 3 p.m. Yeah, well, he's wrong. <laughs> and he wouldn't want to do that. As, I mean, like, I don't know how y'all's relationship is, but just, you know, nobody wants to do that. Even those of us who, you know, will go to work, like we know, like, no, we don't, we know that we can get our work done in less time than that. As adults, why are we subjecting our kids to that? So I can confidently say he's wrong on that. <laughs> like without reservation, he's not correct. Um, and, and that might not even be your son's peak time. You know, your son, I don't know if he's like, oh, my kids are still, my son is still asleep. So clearly eight is not his best time of day. Um, so yeah, wrong. <laughs> Good morning, guys. Oh man. Hey, Endless Deals. How's it going? Thank you guys. I miss being with you guys too. You just started back homeschooling. Glad I, glad I found you. Yes, I'm so glad you're here too. <clears throat> awesome. Awesome. I'm so glad you guys are finding me. I know um, I'm not like the most followed homeschooler or anything like that, but I'm always glad when people, you know, find my videos and find them helpful. You said, April, you just started year three and you finally feel like you're getting it and your kids are getting it as well. Yeah, I think I think that's the way it goes for like 90% of us. The first year, 
we are just lost in the sauce. So we are trying to, we follow someone else's program or we try to follow a public school program in that first year. Cause we're like, I need some guidance. We need some, some, some guardrails here to, you know, let's, let's just try to do this, but we'll do it at home. So it's like, you're following someone else's program at home. Year two, it's like, okay, a lot of that didn't work for us because that's just not who we are as a family. That's not who we are as, um, you know, that's not who my kids are. So you feel a little bit more confident in year two of doing your own thing, but you're still kind of follow, you know, like paralleling those programs. And then by year three, you're just like, forget it. We're just going to go and, and be us. And this is what's really working for my kids. Cause that's the whole, the whole point of homeschooling is figuring out who your kids are, how they learn, how you teach, and then finding curriculum that adapts to you guys, as opposed to you trying to adapt to other curriculum or other programs or other styles. So yeah, I totally get that. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, there we are. Hey, Kay. I'm good. Thank you for asking. How are you? You said, yes, yeah, seeing all these families go above and beyond for these unit studies gets me in my feels. Yeah, unit studies is not a thing for us. We cannot. <laughs> and that's another thing, too, is just feeling confident to just throw stuff out that isn't going to work for you. I think unit studies look beautiful. They look amazing. But for us, a divide and conquer approach was better. Like, I have to have my kids separated doing their own thing. So unit studies is not something that we do often. We do it sometimes when when they happen to all be interested. It's kind of like every full moon, they happen to all be interested in one thing and we can sit and talk about it. But it's certainly not a daily thing to do unit studies with us and our family. You said your son loves learning after like 12. Yeah, right? Otherwise he's still adjusting and, and all over the place. It's that it is very much that way for us. Like a seven o'clock, eight o'clock start time doesn't work for us. Like my oldest is up at that time. And that's why she can work independently and do her own thing. So, you know, just have figuring that out, like actually sitting back and observing your kids. And this is another thing that people don't like to do when they first start homeschooling is they don't want to have downtime. They, especially coming straight from a public school setting or like a very type A setting, which was the case for me, it was in the military. Downtime feels wrong. And so you don't want to take a week off and just observe your kids and find their natural rhythm. It feels like you shouldn't do that. But it is, in my opinion, a necessary step to figuring out your flow a lot easier is you take a week, two weeks, a month off and don't force any kind of curriculum. Just figure out when the natural wake up time is, when the natural um, play time, downtime, you know, is for your family. And it might be different for each kid, which is another reason why for us, unit studies don't work. I have an early riser, a late riser, and one in between. So having to adapt to each of their natural rhythms and not forcing a wake up because anytime I have to force a wake up, there's always like this attitude in the air of just like, ah, <laughs> you know, and nobody learns their best in that situation. So yeah, I, I get that. Good morning. So your nine-year-old girl is taking a mental health day. She has slept poorly. Oh, since a pet died. Uh, yes. That is so necessary. One of the biggest perks of of homeschooling is that you can do that for her and not have to send her out and be like, well, just, you know, suck it up and get over it. Her pet died. Can she not have a moment? So kudos to you for doing that. I'm so sorry to hear that. But yes, letting her have that day and that time, I think is so important. 
because it'll carry over into her adult life where she can recognize it's okay to feel how she feels and take a break from, you know, her responsibilities and, and just be. So good job on that. You said your girl isn't homeschool, but we are struggling with learning spelling words. Any advice? Word searches. Word searches, create your own. That was a huge game changer for us. Because instead of trying to get them to, you know, look at a list and recite the words back to you, sneak it in there, man. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot express how many times I have snuck in some learning and been like, yes, they didn't even know they were learning. They were just having fun doing a word search. So word searches and crossword puzzles, I think are great. You can go on to um, websites like vocabulary.com. And I actually made a video about this too. If you just are a visual learner, um, go find a list of words that you like and create your own word search and just say, hey, want to do a word search with me or let's do a word search together. And they pick it up because you have to spell the word out to find it in the in the word search. So that's my like biggest thing. If your kid is old enough or, um, you know, like I would say over seven word searches under seven, like my son right now is six. He kind of does word searches. But for him, if you're if you have a younger child, I do like this idea here. Ooh, I'm going to bring it over. So I went to Michael's and got these little word tiles that look like the Scrabble tiles. And I just put some little magnets on the back of them. Like they sell magnetic tape there. And you can make these kinds of little letter tiles that have letters in them and just play. Just play Scrabble, play upwards. Um, if, you, if you guys like games, that's another thing that you can do with all ages of kids. Um, but specifically younger kids, I find really like those types of games. Ah! Where did it go? I'm sorry, I just snapped down to the bottom. I think you said also she's dyslexic. Where did it go? Where did it go, Keisha? Oh, where did it go? Okay, okay, there, yeah, okay. So you said also she's dyslexic and you're not, so you're struggling to teach her. Okay, so anyone who knows me knows that I always <laughs> end up sending anyone who, um, Referring anyone who has a dyslexic child, I always say you should follow Team Hey Homeschools because she is dyslexic herself and also her children are. So she always she is always posting tips that she's doing to help her kids with learning. Um, and that's team like a football team. Hey, H-A-Y Homeschools is her username on here. And she goes live as well a couple times a week. So um, that's who I would say reach out to. But also for anyone who's new to me, um, I, in my profile, have a list of resources like um, that have been recommended through these lives that you can look through. It's just a spreadsheet that you can look through at your leisure to find different resources that have been recommended by other people in the that are in the chats, in the lives. Um, and also there is a Rolodex, so like a basically like a phone book of other homeschoolers on this app. And some of them also have um, IG. You can... Uh, reach out and follow them as well, because I don't cover every topic. Clearly, um, I just have three kids, so we can't possibly cover everything. Um, but I want to be able, if I don't know, to be able to like at least refer you or connect you to someone else who might know. Um, so definitely, if you are new to me, check out the profile. There's a lot of just different things on there. I also put the laws, state laws in there. Also put the state standards in there. Um, so it's all on my link tree that you can... Um, Go through and click at your leisure. And then I also have um, my other social media connected, my Amazon connected. So if I'm ever showing something, usually I got it from Amazon <laughs> and you can find it there as well. Okay, your children are begging you to homeschool them. Mm, what are your thoughts on it? 
that was Ebony who said that. So yeah, Ebony, what are your thoughts on homeschooling them? You said you have a first grader. Do you think it'll be an easy process for him to, for him from school to homeschool? Yeah, because I mean, he's still young. Um, if you're talking about like this, the, the transition of learning a new routine, it, it you know, that I think can depend. Like, do you have a type A kid who likes things very orderly? Or do you have a type B kid who's more like go with the flow and love spontaneity? But um, so like for a type A kid, it might take a little longer because that's me. Uh, we get set in a routine and we don't usually like it to be changed. But if your kid is very much go with the flow, I think you guys could have a fine transition to homeschooling, honestly. But I would definitely take some time away to not um, focus too much on school at the beginning and just focus on finding his natural rhythm because he's used to getting up and going to school. But in his natural state, his natural rhythm, he might be more of a, a later riser, like 10 or 11 might be a better start time than say seven. But yeah, I think you can definitely have a good adjustment. <clears throat> mm, 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 mm. Okay, hold on a second. Oh, okay, so she's okay with it when it's a game, but when it's time to test her, she doesn't remember anything you did at home. Ooh, so that might not have anything to do with you know y'all's curriculum. It could just be she's not loving testing. In which case, are you in a state that requires like annual testing? British. Okay, I know you guys are talking already. Let me catch up. I'm slow. <laughs> so I'm reading through these things slowly. Mm. Okay, you said your daughter is two and her up and down swing back and forth between 11 to 11 and 6 to 6. It's like she's on 12 hour shift work. <laughs> you saying that reminded me of my husband's old work schedule. Oh my goodness. Is there any certification that my mom may need to homeschool your son? So not a certification. However, you um, would have to fill out all the forms if any are required for your state, but no, um, she just would need to have a high school diploma. So as long as she has that, like anyone can teach your kid like, you know, you could hire a tutor. Oh, you're in Georgia. Okay, so yeah. So in Georgia, you would just need to, you fill out the form. Don't have her do it. Um, but no, as long as she has a high school diploma, there's no additional things that you would need to turn into Georgia. As a matter of fact, that form, um, uh, the Declaration of Intent form is all you have to submit um, until you have a testing year come up, which is at third grade, sixth grade, ninth grade, and 12th grade levels. So pretty easy going in Georgia. Anyone can teach your child, but only you can do the, administrative stuff. <clears throat> okay, so let me, oh, okay, it just snapped to the bottom. Where did it go? Keisha, you're in Alabama. Okay, is that an annual testing state? Let's look. I don't remember them being annual. I feel like Alabama is similar to Georgia, but they don't require testing, if I recall. Let me look that up. Give me a second on that. Good morning. Oh, she doesn't like people to watch her when she's doing work. That's my oldest. Your kids are tired of being home and ready to go to school. You're so stressed. Might be time to send them back if they're not learning at home or if they're not loving it. Because that's the thing too, guys. You cannot force this. And I'm, ne I'm, I'm never the type to have the content that's like homeschool only. 
if it's not working, but I would say, are there might, might be an opportunity to create opportunity. Ugh, I cannot talk. You might need to create opportunities where they're out of the house more. So where, whether that's like a co-op or if you guys just need to plan activities that are not home-based, but, or just an opportunity where you're not the teacher of everything. So giving them opportunities to have, um, experiences away from you. Like each of my kids, for example, has their own activity where I'm not involved. I'm just transportation to get them there. That might be something that is needed just so that your kids have something to look forward to. I feel like we need more details on that one. What are they saying about being home that they don't like? Okay, Keith, where did it go? Keisha, I don't see that testing is required in Alabama. So what test is she taking? What, what, what test are you having her take? Oh, she's in public school. Okay, wait, wait. Am I am I lost? Hold on, hold on. Who's in public school? I see mom behind the lens saying she goes to public school. Am I? What did I miss? Are is that Keisha's daughter that's in public school? Because I I think I missed a chunk of the conversation when it snapped down. Yes, Team Hay Homeschools is the name for that I was talking about for dyslexia. Oh, okay. So Keisha, wait a minute. Let me come back down. Okay, Keisha, your daughter is in public school. Okay, I was lost on that. I thought we were talking homeschool. Got it. Okay, so she was doing well at home, but has like maybe test anxiety at school. Okay. Gotcha. I'm sorry. You said, you know, Alabama removed the graduation exams, but there is state testing last year for a week. Got it. Okay. Um, I unfortunately don't know anything about Alabama's public schools or how to overcome that. Okay. Where, okay, she said, that's your first grader. He wants to go back. So you told him, let's finish the grade and he can go back for second grade. Yeah, guys, seriously, if I don't, this is not a page where I'm, you know, ever going to advocate for holding on to homeschooling if it simply isn't working. Like I've had friends of mine um, and people that I even follow on this app who have been like, you know, it was great for a while, but now it's not working. And I think as parents, you'd be doing your kid a disservice to continue to try to force something that isn't in their best interest. So that's, it's a hard thing to admit, especially when you think homeschooling is gonna be great for us, it's great for all these other people, but the truth is it's not great for every kid. I've even had people in, the, in these chats who they have one kid in public school and one kid homeschooled because that's just what it is. Like that's what works best for their family. So at the end of the day, we're all just trying to do what is best for our kids as individuals. And I would, you know, I would listen to your kids. If they're telling you, mom, we want to go back to school, don't try to force it. Don't try to force homeschool because ultimately it's just going to create more tension and advice. I mean, not advice, <laughs> tension and strife. Um, it's a, it's, it's a hard thing because, you know, it's, 
we I think for us, like we want so badly for it to work. But if it's just simply not and your kid is telling you, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, at some it's so it, you know, for some for some of it, you can take a moment to consider maybe it's the curriculum, maybe it's the schedule and you can try to make different adaptations. But if even after the, you know, the different um if you've tried to change things up and it's still just not a good fit, then, you know, you have to sometimes take that, I mean, still be an active parent in whatever schooling you choose, but if, if homeschooling isn't the thing, then it's just not the thing. Hey, Kaya. Good morning. All right, Keisha, see you. Okay, you said if she has anxiety, ADHD, etc., you can speak with a doctor in the school. May be able to get a five hundred four accommodation. Your son had one in public school to have testing in small groups. Okay, so that was for Keisha. Yeah, yeah. On that one, guys, I'm totally a fish out of water because my kids have never been to public school. So when it comes to the lingo and what would be helpful for testing, I don't have it on that. But I appreciate y'all in the chat for coming in. Like this is collaborative, you guys. If you're new to me. Please feel free to share your tips and advice in the chat. Uh, this is not a one person thing. Sorry, I had to wipe that. For some reason, like there's a huge glare. I think the sun is shining so brightly through my window that it was like making the lens kind of glare. <clears throat> you said you wish they had hybrid schooling continue past the pandemic for those who know public school isn't enough. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I I, I kind of feel like, and, and this is me speculating, I do feel like there is going to become this hybrid school model of like public school three or four days a week, and then kids being home the other, you know, one to two days. I And I know some districts actually do that. I think it was one in, I want to say it was Oklahoma that went to a four day a week model. So I can totally see that happening. Um, but, you know, change is always very slow on a broad level. But I can totally see some districts, you know, especially for elementary doing like half days or um, offering, like, like you said, a, a hybrid model. I don't know if it'll happen while our kids are still young, but I could totally see that happening. Oh, you said some states have it. Florida had, has had it for years. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do think it's a district by district decision. Good morning. Thank y'all for the hearts and likes too. I was just seeing some of the hearts pop up on the side there. Okay, you think there's something like that in Indianapolis? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think for some areas, um, it's it's already in effect. But I think that comes from you know parents and teachers coming together to collaborate on having different options available for kids because you know there is not a one size fits all model homeschool included like some people literally cannot homeschool full time some people are just very disenfranchised with the public school experience and so having a blend and that's kind of where co-ops come in too like you know some of the better co-ops try to be that where it's like you know, come in for a couple days a week. So your kid has a break from you, you have a break from your kid. Um, but at the same time, you still have a very strong voice in your kid's education. So 
Yeah. You said some areas are considering it due to teacher shortages. I believe that. Oh, you said some private schools do it, but the cost is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, you said, do you know anything about money going to parents for homeschool from the state since they're out of public school? I have seen this debate um, popping up in different states. I think Kentucky was one that they said no to that. Um, but other states, you know, the conversation is definitely coming up more and more because as more people are turning to homeschool, they want or they think they want <laughs> their public school dollars to follow the kids. And so that has definitely um, been a part of many conversations. Um, you know, there's it's two, there's there's three sides to every story. Right. So there's, you know, this side, that side and the truth. Um, I think a lot of people think that having the funding follow the kid is a great thing for especially, you know, those of us who are maybe on one income or low income. And it's like, it seems like it would be helpful, but always on the other side of that, with money comes strings, with money comes additional regulations and paperwork and all that sort of thing. So I know it's a topic that keeps coming up. Whether or not it will become a thing depends on, I guess, who has the loudest voice at the end of the day. So... I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now back to the show. Okay. Hey, Heather. Uh, over on YouTube, there's a question that says, I hear all the time about find your child's learning style. How do you do that? I want my daughter to like learning better. Okay, so Heather, my um, advice on finding the learning style is to have your child teach you something, especially when they're young. Like if you have an elementary school aged kid, even a middle school aged kid, but especially the younger kids, because they teach according to their learning style. So if you have, um, I'll just use my son as an example. He, I asked him to teach me Minecraft. And as he was teaching me, I was making those mental notes of how did he speak to me? Where were we? Were we sitting? Were we standing? Um, did he use visual aids? Did he <clears throat> did he want to walk around? Did he want me to try it and then him try it? Or did he want to just show me and then I try it? Was there a back and forth? Or did he want to show me everything up front and then I give then he gives me a chance to do it? So that was the best way that I know uh, that I tried to learn my kids' learning styles. And it it helped tremendously because kids in my opinion, they don't have that nuance at, the, at that young age to teach you in a, in a way that they don't want to learn. So definitely I would try that. Have your daughter teach you something and then make mental notes of what she's doing um, so that you will then know what she likes. So I hope that made sense. <laughs> but that that's how I did it. Um, I mean, and I think there's also little quizzes that you can take online, but I think that the quizzes are, you know, multiple choice. You, you're just kind of confined to those options. And keep in mind, your kid's learning style might be different for different subjects. So like for reading, they might want to focus more on like, she might be an auditory learner for reading, but for math, she might want to be hands-on. So she might be kinesthetic for math. Um, so don't be afraid to try out different things. But definitely, I would say, you know, ask her, I'm saying her, 
Yeah, okay, you said daughter. Yes. Um, ask your daughter to teach you something um, and see how that goes. And then try to mimic her style back to her when you when it's your turn to teach her something. Guten Morgen. Hi, Bonnie. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah, that's that's like my limited German not like. <laughs> I try to be able to say hello, goodbye, thank you, and please in, in most languages. And then that's it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Let me jump back into TikTok questions here. Okay. You said, yeah, Kentucky is fighting it pretty bad. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, rightfully so there's, there's a healthy amount of skepticism when it comes to getting free money. Um, Cause we've seen how that works out, but I also, you have to see the other side too, that Things are getting, like, inflation is crazy. Not a, not a lot of us can afford to do this without some kind of help or some kind of discount or assistance of some kind, which is why I'm always trying to share things that are free or reduced cost, but, you know, everybody has a different budget. Um, so, yeah, it's crazy. Not, we can't, a lot of us can't afford to put in a lot of effort with no compensation. <laughs> like, I've, I've been having the darndest time getting a little bit off topic with this whole influencer creator thing. Like people want you to talk about stuff or share stuff with your audience, but they don't want to pay you to do it. Or they'll say, do the work up front and we'll give you an affiliate link. And it's like, well, what if no one uses the affiliate link and there's no checks and balances on affiliate link? How will I know if what you're telling me the sales are, are actually what happened? And I just, I can't wrap my mind around the fact that so many companies want you to work for nothing. <laughs> or or a gift and I'm just like well thank you I didn't ask you for a gift though <laughs> so I'm just confused about that anyway do you know if the FAFSA registration to graduate in Texas applies to homeschoolers so um when I worked in admissions homeschoolers can absolutely do the FAFSA it's not it's not off limits to homeschoolers by any means when they are asking you to provide documentation, you just, you do that. You are the administrator of your school, of your homeschool. So you would provide whatever documentation is necessary. There's no registrar in Texas for you to go through it as a homeschooler. So, but short answer is yes, homeschoolers can and should and do fill out the FAFSA. <clears throat> you said when you start talking, taking the money, they will want to have more control and be more involved. Exactly. As with as would any of us. Like if I'm paying you to do something, I want to have a say in what you do. So yeah, anytime the money is involved, there will be strings. Like no questions asked. There will be strings. Um, you said I'd rather leave the money with the school to help students in school and get a tax credit. Interesting approach on that. The FAFSA is financial. Like it's it's the form you fill out for financial assistance for college. Yeah, it is. But it's not restricted to, it's not um, off limits to homeschoolers. You said some areas have grants available that are not necessarily government sponsored. That is true. Some do. There are homeschool grants and scholarships and assistance out there that is not with a government agency. It's with a private entity. Um, but again, you have to meet certain qualifications for those grants, but for sure, um, they do exist, uh, but they all have their own little, you know, different terms and conditions. Ah, where did it go? Oops. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point too, Simply, Simply Mama M. Like speaking to someone in Texas, 
for sure, um, to just have that Texas specific question answered. And Texas is pretty well represented on the list. Um, in fact, Holly, wait, hold on. Heidi is from Texas um, and is a second generation homeschooler. So she might really know that one. Um, Heidi and Rachel share an account, but it's Heidi who is in Texas. You said, do you have resources for game schooling? You wish there was a game library so you don't spend so much. Some libraries have games that you can check out. You have to um, check your area to see if the library or if a library that's you know pretty local to you has games. Um, so definitely check your library on that. I know my library has games. The One of the ones that we go to, they have games right there. Sometimes they want you to play it at the library, which is, I totally get that. They don't want the pieces getting lost in people's homes, but check to see if yours has one that you can um, check out and just make a library day a couple times a week and do your school at the library. Uh, but in terms of, do I have it on the on the resources list? No, I don't think I put many games on there. I think I, I do have them obviously in Amazon, but we're talking about trying not to spend so much money. But keep in mind, you can also make a lot of games. Like if you invest in like a printer or laminator, like you can make a bingo game. You can make a, a flashcard game or something to that effect. So, um, or using digital like apps, di um, doing games online. Like my son was, um, on mathgames.com for like over an hour. He was having so much fun on that and it was free. Let's see. <clears throat> oh, Texas says you can't graduate if you don't fill it out. You were seeing if anyone in the chat might know. You cannot graduate from high school if you don't fill out the FAFSA? Why would they link those two things? What if you're not planning to go to college? Why would you hold someone's high school diploma hostage? <laughs> like, I'm just thinking like, if people are planning to go to the military or become a flight attendant or something, why would they need to fill out the FAFSA? Why would that, why would those two things be connected? That's, that's, that's weird. That's, I wonder why they do that. That's interesting. Hmm. I'm I'm just I'm mulling that over why that would be a requirement to graduate high school. Unless I misunderstood you. Oh, you have to be proactive to opt out. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. I do wonder the logic or the like what's the reason behind that though? Okay, you said you're having difficulty getting 3, 5, and ASD 10 to hold a pencil properly. Any suggestions? You know, I've seen these little grippers that have places for fingers. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Or have you already tried that? Let me see if I can find those on Amazon. It's like these pencil grippers that have the, do y'all know what I'm talking about? They have the spaces for fingers. Yes, these little things. 
Okay, I'm going to add these to, let me find a reasonably priced one. Okay, so here we go. This one, why aren't you prime? Uh, I, I want to get you, okay, I'm going to put this set in my um, Amazon storefront. It's got four different styles of grip. So like if one style doesn't really work for your kid, they have others. I'll put this in my, um, under the homeschooling. I would try these out. Th this is a eight pack for $9.99, four different styles of grips um, that maybe will help them because you said you've got three kids, so they might want to, they might feel comfortable holding it a little differently. Um, so I just added those pencil grips. Maybe that will help. Okay. You, oh, you said Texas is pushing a college trade military pipeline. If, you're, eh, if your kid's school is saying that it's a lie, you don't know why they make it like it's a requirement. Okay. I would tell them the TEA website. Okay. So now we're, okay. Oh, okay. So you, okay. So you know more about that Texas thing. Hmm. All right, I'm gonna stay out the Texas chat. <laughs> Let you guys have that one. Uh, let's say, oh, try the big triangle pencils. The only issue is finding a sharpener. Okay, that's an interesting um, suggestion to the triangle pencils. Hmm, let's see. I haven't seen the triangle pencils. But if that was helpful, then yeah, thank you, D, for dropping that in there. Maybe maybe they sell them in a pack that comes with pencils, uh, comes with sharpeners, maybe. You said anything you need to know to start in VA. Yeah, so Virginia is, uh, you, you're definitely going to want to start with the state laws there. But if I recall, their website is pretty user friendly. If I'm not, hopefully I'm not confusing that with another state. Give me a second here. I was looking for the triangle pencils to see if they come with their own sharpeners. Okay, so I'm seeing one that says it's the triangular short fat pencils. They sell it with a sharpener, but it looks like a regular sharpener. Hmm. It has good reviews though. So I'll add that to if you guys want to check this out for the for for the uh holding the pencil and they they also come with separate erasers the eraser is not on the pencil okay let me just yes hand grip yes that's what we were talking about with the pencils okay let me jump back up here uh, we were talking about virginia um, so in my profile, I do have the website linked for the homeschool laws for all the states through the HSLDA website. But <clears throat> let's see. I just want to make sure I'm not confusing Virginia with another state. Because it's been a little while since I looked up Virginia.
Okay, so they have four options in Virginia. Most likely, I think most people choose the first one. Um, okay, so they talk about you have to have a high school diploma in order to homeschool. You have to file annual notice uh, with your school superintendent. Um, and then you do have to do annual evaluations in Virginia. And then they, uh, the website goes into a little bit of, you know, like detail of what those evaluations, there's four types of evaluations you can do. So I would just read through this if you haven't already. And then let me see, I don't think we have anyone on the Rolodex yet from Virginia. Let me just double check that to make sure. But I'm always open to anyone who wants to be on here to, you know, open to answering questions. Um, let's see. Or if anyone's in the chat from Virginia and already knows. Oh, wait, no, there is. There we go. So, yes, I would reach out to Rachel, who's from Virginia, um, to see if she can be of more assistance with getting started. Because um, I'm always saying like, you know, if, if you're new to homeschooling, the best thing is to try to find someone in your state that's doing it because they're gonna know the rules better than someone like me. Oh, is your name Rachel too? Okay. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, I would definitely, you know, the the um, Rolodex is linked in my uh, link tree. It's in alphabetical order by state. So just scroll towards the bottom and you'll see her I have her TikTok linked as long as some, as hopefully she hasn't changed her name because I think someone on my list did change their name, their username, but they didn't let me know. So I don't know what their new username is. But um, <clears throat> so yeah, I would uh, reach out uh, to see if, you know, just to connect and say, hey, I'm new to Virginia as well. Um, or not new to Virginia, but new to homeschooling in Virginia. That's what I'm trying to say. All righty. Let me jump back up. I was looking away too long. Oh, you said you've been hanging out here listening for a while and you're more convinced every day. Okay, cool. And nothing wrong with hanging out. You said, have you heard of Legends of Learning? It's like Roblox, but you solve problems to move forward. I have not heard of Legends of Learning, but you've said a key word here in, in our house because <laughs> my son loves Roblox. So let's look it up. Legends of Learning. Wait, look. I feel like my computer is listening, literally, because. <laughs> oh, look at this. Okay, so it's math and science games. I think I have too much going on um, with the podcast recording and YouTube and <laughs> TikTok. That's gone a little bit slow. Okay, here we go. So online educational games. Oh, look at this. Okay, so what's the catch though? Because I've been hurt before. Block school, for those of you guys who don't know, you got to pay now. 
So I'm just going to go through this like I'm a student. Okay, so you can download in the App Store or play on the computer. So I'm going to act like I just want to play on the computer. So far, it hasn't asked me to log in. Oh, it's free. Well, there you go. Favorite. <laughs> oh, they have the wide sharpeners that sell separately. Okay, good to know for the triangle pencils. Good to know. Yeah, that set that I put in my Amazon has a you know those regular and wide sharpener uh, that goes with the set. Okay, I think I'm doing too much on the computer because it's starting to get a little glitchy. So I'm actually going to stop. Uh, trying to look up Legends of Learning for the moment, but I'll go ahead and get it on the resources list and definitely check that out later. So um, Jules, it's, hey, good morning. It's Legends of Learning we were just talking about, um, free math and science games, kind of like Roblox. And um, you have to solve the problems in order to move on. So I will download that today because we're technically on a break this week. Like this is our normal, like if, for those of you who are new to me, our schedule is that we homeschool for six weeks on and one week off. And so this is our one week off. Um, however, I, I am totally down for, <laughs> you know, just downloading a game and seeing if my um, son will like it. Gosh, I cannot spell legends of there we go so thank you for sharing that one let me get the link added to the list so that you guys can check it out at your leisure if you're interested uh because i'm i always love to sneak in a little bit of learning especially when it comes to my when my kids are young like my son right now i think he feels like he's getting away with something by not <laughs> having to do workbooks like his sisters, but he's on like Khan Academy kids and education.com games like every day <laughs> and PBS games too. Um, so this one was called Legends of Learning. I've just added it to the resources list. So if you, you know, want to check back later, um, hey, good morning. Um, it'll be there, you know, towards the bottom, along with if you haven't already heard or seen the video, I reposted it from another creator. FDIC has the money smart for young people. Um, and then we were talking about the dyslexia curriculum a little bit. Orton Gillingham is what gets recommended um, from some of the folks that I follow. That's also on there. And did I not add math games? I don't think I added math games. Let me add that too. That's something my son was on last week having a blast with that didn't think he, he didn't realize he was on it. he kept saying mom this is so easy like he has he had such a little cockiness about it but I loved it because I was like you're learning son either way um so math games is also free I'm just going to get that on the list as well and they say on math games that they go through eighth grade I think but I have not asked my older one I have not asked my oldest to try it yet so pre-K to eighth grade on mathgames.com. But I haven't asked my older kids to try it. I was just doing it with my younger kids. It can be a little glitchy though. Legends of Learning is the name of the game.
And they also have little quizzes on math games. So it's not just games. It's like you can do um, online tests and, and do like skills learning as well. And I think they also had a place for printables. Yes, they do on math games. So definitely check out math games to see if anything on there is of interest to you. I've added it to the list uh, as well. So you can check that out at your leisure. Yes, they do seem to all stop at the eighth grade level. I have noticed that as well. And especially because I will have a high schooler next year, it's like I really am on the hunt now for things that go a little higher. So the FDIC stuff, the mat, the money, the smart money, money smart, sorry, um, that does go through high school. But yeah, finding games for high school is not easy. <laughs> it's like, do, do they think high schoolers just don't want to play games anymore? So, yeah. You saw the money TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was so cool that uh, that creator put that out there. So I didn't like stitch it or do it. I just reposted it. I'm like, I hope more people see this because definitely it's needed. You decided on seven weeks on, one week off year round, three weeks off for the summer. Cool. Yeah. I mean, guys, do not be afraid to like jump around when it comes to the scheduling and, and finding your finding what's going to work for you. Okay. I think I'm caught up guys. If I missed a question or comment, um, please don't um, hesitate to like, just say it again. <laughs> Cause I know I was looking away adding the um, resources on there, but yeah, I'm, I'm on the hunt too, um, to find the fun stuff for high school. And I do think, you know, georgiastandards.org, which is, um, the site that a lot of our teachers use, it has some fun stuff, but everything just seems to get so serious with high school. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll let you know if I find anything that's like really good. I, I feel like they just cut off the fun right at high school though. <laughs> Uh, you said, does anyone use ASL with homeschooling? Yes. Yeah. Um, my middle child is learning um, American Sign Language right now. So that's definitely part of ours. And she's trying to teach it to my son too. Um, and it's so fun because my son is in Taekwondo and there's a, a child in his class that also uses ASL. And he hasn't yet tried to communicate with him yet with ASL, but I think I, I could definitely see him trying that in the future to, um, for them to chat that way. Uh, and actually his mother, I found out is the, is also a teacher, but she homeschools her son, who's in my son's Taekwondo class. So we had a lovely chat um, during the last, um, during the last class that we went to. And it was just so interesting to hear her perspective. I have not watched the Netflix Money one yet. I have not. We have um, we just got back in town yesterday uh, from Savannah. So I really haven't watched much Netflix at all recently. But again, we're off this week. So I think I might sneak that one in and see, see what they think of that one. But no, I haven't seen it yet. You said we just put our house for sale. So prayers for this school week and cleaning up before showing. Yes, definitely. I know that's that's stressful. So absolutely. You're planning to use ASL as your kids get older. Yep. I think it's just a fun thing to be able to have 
um, almost like an inside joke, but it's not a joke. It's like, you know, being able to have that language with your kids where you can just say, <laughs> and they know that that means no, but you haven't had to say it out loud. <laughs> uh, so I do like that. Hey, Big Mom, how are you doing? Your six-year-old just asked to learn ASL. I think it's great, honestly. And so many channels on YouTube do, do such a very good job of teaching it. Um, and it's, I think, again, it's one of those things that feels fun. Like sometimes learning a language can feel a little daunting, especially if you, you're not a native speaker um, and they're not quite ready for like something like Duolingo or something a little bit more advanced like Rosetta Stone. So I think ASL is great for the elementary school age so that they feel like they're learning, they're, they're learning a language, but it feels like fun. Like most of us talk with our hands anyway. So why not give it a purpose? I think it's, I think ASL is a great choice for all elementary school age kids, especially if they haven't like settled on a, another language that they want to learn. So really, I mean, I think the age of the age of being monolinguistic is old. Like, <laughs> let's not fall into that American stereotype, you know, <laughs> let's learn a language other than our own and and just have fun with it. I loved it when um, Chick-fil-A was giving out those memory games, um, those, you know, those little memory. Not, uh, they're like language. What is it called? Is it? Let me just find it. I think my kids took it upstairs. But hopefully they left one down here. Uh, yeah, it's not over here. They have it in their rooms. But I think it was something lingo. Was it monolingo? No, it wasn't monolingo. What was it called? Chick-fil-A was giving them out. And it was a game. Started with an M. Mini lingo. Maybe that's what it was called. Was it called mini lingo? Yes, it was called mini lingo. And um, that that was fun too, just being able to play like a memory match game, teaching the languages. And I think we ended up getting Mandarin, Spanish and German before they stopped doing it. Oh, Jules, you said you have a deaf cousin, so you need to teach it to your kids. Yeah, I just think it's a fun thing to learn, like learning a new word of the day. Yes, I agree. It's especially great for youngsters because it involves movement. Yep. You said she can speak and has a hearing aid now, but we learned it for her until she learned to speak. It was so, it would be so helpful at restaurants. It would be so helpful in restaurants. Yes, I agree. I mean, and just like being out in public in general, like being able to, you know, sign something to your kids and they know it and you're not having to like yell, especially if they're a little bit further away from you. You said any any yeah any websites you recommend for reading comprehension your second grader is struggling. Um, so I think the um, one that gets recommended the most that I've seen in the chats is Reading Eggs. I have not used Reading Eggs personally, um, but it does get recommended quite a bit. Also, um, audiobooks. Uh, a lot of times you can check them out for free from the library. Um, to have your child listen, like, especially if you can get an audiobook and the book at the same time, like to have them follow along while they're being read too. Um, I think that's also a good idea. Or 
I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now back to the show. Minutes on the podcast, but it's on YouTube. <laughs> uh, so my bad on that. All right, we're back on with the podcast. So sorry. I was looking up other things. I used to do the split screen. That's what I need to do now. I need to do the split screen so I can see when the timer goes off. That's what happens when you take a break from something. You forget how to do it. (laughs) Okay, but we're good now. And thank you to all of you who do subscribe to the podcast and listen to it or tell your friends. Like, I want to, I, the time that I was away from doing this, I did realize like, I want to do this. I would love for this to be like my, my job, my full-time job. Um, But I was getting to the point where I was like, you know, I, 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 first of all, I didn't know if it was helpful, but now I know that it is. But also I didn't want it to be something that, you know, if I get to the point where I want to make, I want to be able to make money doing it, but I want to keep my integrity while doing it. I don't want to just be out here talking about products that aren't good or not working. You said your sign, the sign of what pocket is hilarious. Hey, good morning. Yes, you can. It's in my room. How are you feeling? Okay. Do you know any parents at homeschool in Alabama? So the um, one that I knew, I think they've stopped. Yeah, I think that she no longer homeschools. Um, I don't know of anyone off the top of my head. If anyone in here is from Alabama, though, please do chime in. I know. um, Yeah, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who's in Alabama. Hey, real estate, Erica, how are you? When did you sneak in? You said, I feel so seen on this page. Good. Thank you for being here. Hey, Jacqueline. You said you used the popcorn method for your daughter and she went from struggle to strong reader. I thank you for saying that, okay? Because I don't hear enough people talk about that and maybe I need to make a video about it. It's an old school thing, but it I feel works because we cannot, especially when we're trying to teach our kids to read, we cannot just sit them down in front of something and expect that thing to teach it. Like it has to be active. It has to be engaging. And it really just... Um, it's one of those things that it's 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 an oldie but goodie in my opinion. So if you haven't tried popcorn reading, try it. It I think it really helps because number one, you have to pay attention. You never know when your turn is going to come up. So it's a game, but it's also it's practice. That's the only way you can really learn to read is through practicing it. So I I totally agree. Thank you for saying that. I I sometimes feel like maybe people don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> But thank you. You said BASL is so fun. Your daughter is white, but her deaf daycare provider is black and her favorite BASL. Okay, so I don't even know about BASL. I need to look this up. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Okay, so your 14-year-old son is in high school this year and he has ADHD and he loathes school and anything related. So Deborah, being that you have a teenager... 
my whole thing is to follow their lead, especially as they get older. So I just became a, you know, the mother of a teenager yesterday, but the thing that has been so critical for her is letting her lead and, and always whenever possible, explain why it matters. Cause I, I do think as they get older, they get to the point of like, why should I care? And maybe that's your son. Um, so definitely anytime you can help him understand that learning is for him, first of all, because a lot of times um, learning is always put in the phrase of you should do this because I say so, or you should do this because the teacher says so. But when your kid gets older and they start really like trying to question life and authority, they're like, why should I care about this? So that becomes to me even more of a focus for my kid, even more so than trying to teach her something is to just explain to all of my kids, but especially my oldest, why should she care about this? When will she use this information in her real life? And that has, it was a 180 on the attitude because it became like, I, I had to just seriously sit down, my, sit my kids down and say, look, I'm living the life I want to. I have the house I want, the car I want, da, 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 da. In order for you to get that, you are, you are going to need to know how to read. You're going to need to know how to read contracts so that you don't get duped. So you have to read things outside of your comfort zone. You're going to have to learn root words so that when you come across a word that you don't know, you can piece it together to know what it means so that you don't get taken advantage of. Your education isn't for me. It doesn't benefit me at all. I'm where I want to be. And if I'm not, I get there, you know, through learning. But, you know, with your teenage son, he might just be to the point where he's like, I just don't care about any of this. It doesn't speak to me. It means nothing to me. And it's our job as parents to like get in front of that as best we can and say, look, your learning isn't about the grade. Your learning isn't about going to college. It's not even about me. It's about you. Everything that you learn is a jewel in your treasure chest that you can use later. And for your son, he just may be at the point now where he he could probably benefit. I don't know if you're homeschooling him or not, but let's say you were homeschooling him. He might benefit from a, a month off. And as the homeschooler, you have the authority and the ability to give him that. Give him a month off and do nothing school related and just see where his where he naturally goes. And then try to build the reading comprehension, the math skills, the money skills around his interests. I think that would be so helpful because again, at this age, it's about him. He's a, he is closer to being an adult than we probably would like to recognize. <laughs> and okay, you're going to start in October. Yeah. Give him, a, give him this time to like follow his own agenda and see where that leads him. You know, like I had to stop cleaning my kid's room and let it get to be the pigsty that it was before they eventually realized like, oh, she's not coming in here to clean this. And if I don't want to live like this, I have to do something about this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be, the, I think, the same with your son, like having him recognize that if there's a place he wants to get to in life, owning a car, you know, traveling the world, whatever it is. He's going to have to get himself there. You're there as a guide. And I think putting the ball in his court and saying, hey, this is all about you. I'm here to support. Hopefully that leads to him being more motivated and it doesn't, it won't feel like school for him. It'll feel like he's just preparing himself for the life that he wants. It is recorded. Yeah, it's on, it's on my YouTube right now. <laughs> so yeah, Deborah, if you want to show it to him later, it'll be on my YouTube channel, which is just Cousin Tam. Also on my podcast, which is Homeschool Help Desk. So yeah. It's a, it's being recorded right now <laughs> and you can have it, have him watch it later if you want to. Um, it'll be at the hour and 
hour and 13 minute mark. <laughs> okay, so, oh, thank y'all for the birthday, which is for my daughter. Thank you guys. Yeah, so I just learned that Black ASL was a thing, guys. So I'm going to have to look that up. I don't know. <laughs> you said, can I go over the financial learning thing again? You can't find it. Uh, are we talking about the FDIC learning thing? Because I did link to that in my resources tab. It's towards the bottom. Hey, Flower Child. Awesome. Glad you guys are officially homeschooling now. Awesome. Oh, that makes me feel good. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. You um, says, is it Celeste? How can I keep my child engaged? It seems like your, it seems your son, because he's home, thinks it's easy breezy. Um, I would try to mold his learning around his interest. Um, so for example, if your child loves to be online or be on the computer, focus on digital resources rather than worksheets. That's to me the best way to keep them engaged or to make, you know, try to use games. I don't know how old your child is. Um, but especially when they're young, they don't want to sit and do school like they would at school. So you might have to sneak it in through a game. Like um, I talked about using the word tiles that I have to play Pictionary and just making it a game. And the thing is, a lot of times when they're, when they're young, you have to be engaged for them to be engaged. It can't be something where you set them down and then you walk away and like, or you say, okay, get started and I'll be over here if you need me and you're on your phone. Like you have to be engaged in order for them to be engaged because a lot of times, or at least in my experience, I would notice my kids lose interest when I've lost interest. So if you're not interested in what they're doing, <laughs> then they're not going to be either. Um, so that, that would be my advice. And then also keep in mind, they don't have to be at doing work solidly for an hour. It could be where you guys do like 15 minutes of focus time and then 40 minutes of a break or fun um, because you know they're home now. It, it won't take as long. And um, your your child becoming disengaged or less engaged could be a sign that you might be going for too long of a stretch and you need to kind of shorten it. So that would be my advice. <clears throat> oh, look, and it, <laughs> uh, mom behind the lens was saying the same thing, short time intervals, yeah, and, and the age matters too. Where do you find the lesson plans? Um, Teresa, was that for the for the FDIC one? If so, because I linked directly to it. Like the page that I put on there for the FDIC takes you right to the money, the lesson plans. Like it, it should pop it up immediately broken down by the categories, like pre-K, the lesson plan should be there if that's the one you're talking about. Okay. You did school at the library for the last two days. They love it, but today you're tired. I know that's right. I can't go out every day. The introvert in me is just like, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I'm such a homebody. I cannot do daily activities. You said he's 11. You do 25 minutes. You forgot the method you found on YouTube. Okay. So yeah, when it my I also have a soon-to-be 11-year-old. And for her, she is my child that likes to be with somebody. And so anytime I try to leave her alone, um, she will, you know, di disengage much quick, much more quickly. So, um, yeah, I would say if at all possible, try to incorporate games or something game like, like word searches or Sudoku even, um, because they have like math Sudoku that you can do. Um, anything that just makes it fun where they can focus, but 
it, it feels more like a game than anything. That's what I would recommend. And then um, if it's 20 minutes, maybe cut it down to, or 25 minutes, maybe cut it down to 20 and see how that goes. Or it could just be, it could be the curriculum just isn't connecting um, and it might be time to search for something different. So that, I feel like there's so many different little nuanced things that could be there. Um, but yeah, I would just say, keep trying different methods until something feels right. Or if you notice like he's really engaged on this subject, but not this subject, maybe see if you can notice why, or just straight up ask him like, what do you like about this and not about this? Um, to see like, see, see if you notice like when the disengagement happens and try to clue in on what might be the cause of it. <clears throat> okay. Uh-oh, shoot, it just snapped down again. Yes, it is on the resources list, Teresa. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're interested, but he zones out a lot, okay. I have not used Life of Fred, April. Um, if anyone else has, please do share your thoughts on Life of Fred. Okay, so he zones out a lot. Is there anything, um, Celeste, that he is like super focused on? Like, does he focus on Roblox for an hour, but just when it comes to schoolwork, he's just not that into it? Or is it like most things he has a short attention span for? Oh, that's a good point that you mentioned. Uh, Mom behind the lynch says, I've tried many, so many methods before and you just realized your kids just want to talk to learn. That's a thing, guys. Sometimes just my kids call them life lesson lectures, but sometimes just a conversation is all that's needed. It, you know, sometimes the, the fact that we crave proof because that's how we were raised is sometimes that's not going to be the best method for our kids. And but I mean, think about like this, this is just us talking or, or, you know, me talking, you guys typing, and we're all learning something from this, no worksheets required, no testing, and you'll still learn it. Maybe you have to write it down to remember it because maybe that's your style, but our kids learn essentially the same way we do that, you know, the fact that they're younger doesn't really make a difference. They're still learning from us because they're watching us. So if we aren't learning from worksheets and workbooks, then it's, there's a chance that our kids might not either, or that um, our kids learn the same way we do, like through a conversation or through an experience. So that could be it too. Like I know for me, sometimes I become very disengaged from like Zoom meetings. <laughs> so that is not a method that I'm going to learn from, but I do enjoy a good podcast or an audio book so I can listen and learn. And I do notice that my kids will, you know, kind of, they're kind of the same on that. So I would say, you know, take a look at that. That was such a good point that you brought up and I'm so glad you typed that in there. Thank you. I'll go to the library one time a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes it's one, once to twice for us. Yeah, they don't want worksheets all day, which they did for the first three years. Yeah, same. I had so many workbooks that were half full, half filled. And we just, the, the attitude was just crazy back then because I was forcing everything. And yeah, the minute we stopped doing that, it was so much better. You said your kids want to do three different instruments. You don't know if you want to buy these. Yeah. Um, so here's <laughs> my kids have instruments, but I would say if there is any kind of 
a music shop in your area that offers lessons on like a trial basis, I would do that rather than invest <laughs> up front. Like the reason we have a clarinet is because it was given to us. Um, and she's, you know, my, my middle child started with it, but she's already starting to like fade from it. And I'm, I would have been so upset <laughs> if we had purchased that. Cause you know, when you spend the money, you want to get your money's worth. Um, so I would definitely see if there's like any kind of music shops in your area that do like 30 day money back guarantee or uh, lessons where they do like trials. I don't know what instruments your kids are interested in, but if it's like guitar or piano, I would try to see if there's a way that you can test this out try before you buy kind of thing because instruments are not cheap so I totally get you on that good morning thank you yes we did we arrived back safe and sound from Savannah had a great time thank you real estate Eric you said you have to socialize Saturday and Sunday if you don't see people for three more months you'll be just fine <laughs> That is so me. Like I have to have breaks between uh, social events, which is why I'm so glad my kids' events don't happen back to back in our week because I need that downtime for me personally. You said he's into video games, so you try to apply the math with that. Just a different example. Okay. Yeah, if he's into video games, I would I would see about like any of the digital resources that are on the resources list, which maybe I need to color code digital from traditional. I don't know. But yeah, I would try that. And and just as much as you can try to go, you know, with his interest. Like we just added Legends of Learning today. Did, did you say how old your child was? Maybe I missed it. But I would maybe check out Legends of Learning because that's math and science video games um, and see what he thinks of that. <clears throat> yes, I have heard of Prodigy. It's on the list. Hold on a second. It snapped down to the bottom again. Let me go back up. Hey, Tam and fam, any resources for helping a first grader read? Yep. Yeah, um, we were just talking about reading. Um, you know, reading eggs always gets mentioned. Um me personally, when it's when like my son is in first grade, um, I do like to do the games with the sight words so that he's getting, you know, that practice in there. But um, ultimately, it just comes down to just, you know, reading as much as you can, um, whether that's you are reading to him or he's doing audiobooks with like, a you know, a, a version of the book in front of him as well. We still like Word World um, for teaching, um, you know, that blending sounds and putting sounds together, which is on PBS uh, kids. That's a, a, a show, Word World. Um, word games like Upwards and Scrabble and, and little letter tiles like this, like building, oops, building. I cannot hold these. <laughs> building words using these. And I, I love word tiles for putting sentences together. So I'll show you guys the word tiles if you haven't seen those, um, which I have linked in my um, storefront. And these are actually color coded by parts of speech. So you can keep up with these for a while so that you're getting the that practice of building the sentences and practicing reading that way. So those are some of the things that I really like, but also, um, you know, anyone else, please do share. <laughs> you said going through my resource list is your perpetual homework. 
it is always uh, we are always adding things I, I, you know someone will always recommend something and i'm like yes let me get that on the list let's get that on the list so definitely oh okay some local rec centers offer music classes with instruments included well that's good to know and music schools lend too oh thank you for sharing that you guys you said you rented to buy instrument during lessons and the past rent went to buying the instruments oh that's good that's good to know. Yep. You said even when you're at the grocery store, you apply the finances, you know, math, budget. Exactly. Okay. I think I'm caught up. If I'm not, then please do um, let me know. Where can you get the word house? I got these from Amazon. I shared them in my storefront. So if you go check that out on my page, you'll see it there. Um, I think they are still available. Um, I, I don't know if things get sold out. I don't get like a notification when they're on my list, but those in particular, I really like, I've had those for years. Um, and all of my kids have used these and they, and we still do. Like I said, we play Pictionary with these where I, like, I had my son pick out the nouns, which are the blue ones. And he would draw on the board. He'd have to read the word and draw, you know, what, what the noun was. And then for my older kids, um, I had them choose the adjectives because, you know, it's a little bit more challenging to have to illustrate an adjective. Um, and it was just a fun game. And even my mom was in on FaceTime <laughs> playing with us too. And, you know, whenever, whoever got the point got to keep the tile. And at the end of it, you know, you add up the, you know, the tiles to see who had the most. So, you know, you can definitely come up with very creative things to do with stuff like this. It doesn't have to just be the you know, lay the words out and, and make a sentence. You can get a little creative on that one. <clears throat> okay. What was the math and science game you mentioned? Um, Legends of Learning. I haven't tried it yet. I'm planning to later. It was just um, introduced to me earlier in today's live. So I haven't tried it personally. Um, you said, would it be good for fifth grade math? I think it goes through, oh wait, you know what? I don't think I looked to see what level, but uh, I'm, I'm planning to test it out and see. So I'll let you know, I have a fifth grader and I'll let her try it out and, and we'll see if, uh, if it's good for her. Oh, it seems like it goes up to ninth grade. Okay, cool. Thank you for dropping that in there. Uh, are the resources and materials you pay for tax deductible in any way? Well, so, you know, when it comes to the tax thing, um, I do know that some states, I believe some states allow you to deduct educational expenses, but what that all includes and, and how much I think will, will be different based on, you know, your tax status. So I'm, I'm hesitant to be like, yes, definitely. I think it depends on how you file taxes. Like if you do something like a standard deduction, you might not meet the level or you might not spend enough in order for it to be considered a deduction. But I would definitely just, you know, keep your receipts if you think it's something that you might be able to deduct and take it to your tax preparer to ask, you know, hey, is this deductible? Is this deductible? And, and get that, you know, more clear answer because they would know. What's the earliest age you recommend starting homeschool? Uh, birth. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Like seriously though, like we're, we're, we're all teaching our kids as soon as we bring them home. Um, I would say though, in all seriousness, when your child is saying, what's this, what's that, 
you know, and, and getting into like everything is when you probably want to start putting some structure to it. Um, not to the extent of workbooks for like a two-year-old, but when they are curious, you want to be there um, with some resources to help guide it. You know, like I started teaching the ABCs as soon as my kids could speak and counting. You know, we would just count going up and down the stairs, one, two, three, four, you know, all the way up and down the stairs and colors and shapes and whatever you see, you know, just teaching them about the world around them. You're starting homeschool at that point. Um, in terms of, you know, things that are organized and where paperwork would be involved, that's going to depend on the state that you're in. Like, for example, I'm in Georgia. So six years old is when they say start officially, but we started long before that. Um, so it, it all, it all going to depend on your kid's level of interest, though. Like if your kid is just like happy to be here and not interested and not asking any questions, I probably wouldn't force anything, but definitely always encourage Okay, you confirmed it does go to ninth for Legends of Learning. Okay, thank you for con confirming that. Awesome. Good morning. You said you wonder what is federal deductible. Yeah, no idea on that. Because <laughs> I think it all depends on, you know, what, what kind of income are you bringing in? And you're taking me out of my realm of expertise on that. Like, I don't, I have no clue. Everybody's taxes is a little bit different on that one. Any discounts for homeschool teachers? Yes. Um, on my resources list, I do believe I put, uh, let me go back and see where it is. Under the, which tab is it? I think under start here. Yeah. I put a link to homeschool teacher ID and discounts. So at the bottom, y'all, of the resources tab, there's three tabs. There's one that's about, that says start here. There's one that says recommended resources. And then one that says testing, which I need to add more to the testing one. Um, and that's where you can find some information about different shops for um, discounts. But yes, short answer is yes. Homeschoolers do get discounts at different places, um, similar to teacher discounts. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode of the Homeschool Help Desk Live. Remember that I am on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.